Well, hello. Welcome to episode 45 of Pegasus Radio. In today's episode, we look at the question, am I too old? Okay, let's dive in. Okay, so before we dive into the subjects of this week's episode, I just want to share with you two huge milestones that we've reached with the podcast this week. So the first is that we have surpassed over 300 listens, downloads for the first time within a week period. So Anchor, when I publish, produce and publish uh, this podcast, um, gives me the stats bizarrely from Thursday to Wednesday each week. I'm not entirely sure why, but certainly before the end of Wednesday, we had reached 335 downloads of episodes of Pegasus Radio. The previous best, which is only three weeks ago, was 240, I believe, off the top of my head. So I'm absolutely over the moon. We've clearly, we are clearly getting some momentum. Um, some of you clearly find value in my dulcet tones and what I have to say. Um, so I'm, I'm really chuffed. The second milestone is that we have an episode. We've had an episode that has smashed through the hundred downloads within a week or under a week for the first time. So the most recent episode prior to this one, um, asking the question, "Can I make the move from QS to PM?" which I published last Saturday afternoon by Wednesday had surpassed 100 downloads so I'm really really pleased with both of those milestones and I just want to thank you all for spending the time your personal time listening to my podcast I'm assuming it must be bringing you value because I'm assuming some of you must be listening to multiple episodes for us to get those numbers so I'm just really grateful and I I promise I'll continue to try and bring you value with this podcast okay with that said, let's dive into this week's episode on the subject of am I too old? Now, there are many professionals out there who have perhaps reached their early 50s and feel they have run out of road in terms of career progression, in terms of challenge, and maybe a concern simply that they're going to have to, go, or they really have no choice, I guess, but to coast all the way into retirement now. And so, right, quite rightly asked the question, am I too old? And I hear their concerns. You know, I do appreciate that there's probably certainly a perception of ageism in the marketplace, certainly within the consultancy market. So I'm going to go into that in some detail. And I guess the first thing to say is that there are, you know, m- multiple issues here. There are, it's a multifaceted question um, and not something I can answer easily, but I will try my best. So the first thing to obviously say is that, as we all know, we are in a skills short market at the moment. We have got an issue where, you know, we've got people retiring at one end, or we've got people leaving the UK to go work internationally. And right at the front end, we're still not getting enough people through the system, whether that be apprentices, graduates, trainees, etc. So we've got a real skills shortage. So the first thing to say to you is that, look, if you're a competent professional, um, the good news is you're certainly not going to be on the scrap heap just yet. You've got, we've, we've, got a, we've got a massive skills shortage in the market, and it's a great opportunity for you and others to continue to advance their careers and do very well out of the industry. Now, I would say the first thing you need to be asking yourself or the first thing you need to do with yourself is be honest. You need to almost kind of make peace with your level of ambition and the level that you're comfortable working at. So if you've reached your early 50s and you're still in that kind of senior delivery role, so by that I mean, let's say, a senior QS, a senior building, so a senior PM, or maybe you've even reached kind of associate level, but you've been doing almost that kind of same job, let's say, for the last 30 years, 
then maybe you need to ask yourself, you know, is it my employer that's the issue here or is it me? And certainly if you've worked for multiple employers and you've always coasted along at that same level, then I do think you perhaps need to ask yourself, you know, is this the level I'm comfortable at? And do I need to make peace with myself that that's the level I'm going to stay at? Now, if the answer is no, it's not. Um, and certainly if you've been maybe with one employer for all of your career or certainly, um, let's say, for the last 10 years plus and you feel that you're stuck at a certain level, um, and that they're not getting the best out of you, then then frankly you need to move on because maybe that's just not going to change within the organisation that you are in. But if you have made peace with yourself that this is the level that you will remain at, then you need to just accept that, recognise that you've still got a massive amount to give to the industry and to an employer, whether, whether, whether it's your current employer is another question, but an employer. So all the things that you can be doing. You could be mentoring young people. You can be supporting them. You can be supporting that next generation of people who are going to become the driving forces of the construction industry. You can educate them not only in technical skills, but also just in terms of how to deal with people. Bear in mind that your your level at your age, um, not only have you seen every kind of trick in the book, you've seen every kind of scenario within a project environment, but you've also probably highly tuned your emotional intelligence you know how to deal with people you know how to get the best out of people and what maybe happens what, what or, or how you potentially get the worst out of people if you don't treat people correctly and maybe young people need to still learn that and, and develop that skill set and you're the person who can teach them that you're also probably bloody good at client management and 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 managing clients and delivering to clients and keeping clients happy you're probably a technical expert you can really support your employer in terms of making sure that you are technically as sound as you can be um, for the service that you're providing your clients you can probably support with processes and systems you can probably do a whole wide range of other things like support the industry uh, you know in terms of if you're if you're I don't know if you're MRICS you know support some of the functions around the RCS to, to make sure that the you know the 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 uh, the Institute uh, continues to serve its members correctly you can maybe get involved in charitable events heck there are so many different things that you can do to keep um, you know to to give back to the industry to give yourself a rewarding and fulfilling role within the industry as well but you need to start I think with being honest with yourself and accepting the level that you're at um, or if you don't accept the level you're at then do something about it but certainly what you can't do is just say well um, you know, I, you know, I, I should, I should have been, I should have been managing director by now in my in my early fifties. Well, if you've coasted at the same level for a long time, then maybe you just need to, I think, just look in the mirror and be honest with yourself to some extent, and as I say, make peace with yourself. Now, having said all of that, you could, your the, the main issue you could be facing is the structure within the business that you're in. So many traditional organisations um, have have gone through the normal route of a graduate, an intermediate through to senior, through to associate, and then through to partner or director. Uh, and that may or may not involve a, a salary partner stroke director step before you become an equity holder. Now, you may already be at the very top of the chain of the organization without being an equity holder. You may have accepted that you're never going to be an equity partner or director within that business, but you also know you've got nowhere else to go in in that business. Now, if that is the case, maybe you just need to recognize that you're in the wrong business. Maybe you recognize that your, your issue here is you've got no more challenge there because there's nowhere else for you to go in that business. And maybe you need to move to other businesses. So for example, there are a lot of great businesses out there now who I think are really embracing that 
kind of what they what I would term project director level person. So someone who can take a lead on major projects, someone who can manage a team, someone who can mentor junior people, somebody who can support client and is very much client facing, um, and somebody who can really support with all the technical running of of the business. That role exists, and I would say, you know, that those kind of roles are, are easily paying into six figures. So perhaps you're just in the wrong organization. Perhaps you need to move to an organization that will respect that the fact that maybe, you know, maybe you're not somebody who's getting out there winning a million, two million, five million quid's worth of fee for the business each year. Um, but that's not where your skill set lies. Your skill set lies in making sure that you continue to get repeat clients by doing a bloody good job by supporting younger people in the team by getting others through their apc etc you know it, maybe you need to move to a business that kind of recognizes and accepts all of that that's one angle another one is that maybe you just do something different maybe maybe you do consider a client side role now you know for anybody who's known me a long time on linkedin you know i'm quite vocal about making sure that you, you, you equally don't go backwards going into a client-side role, and I can give you some advice about that. But that, that could be one option that could refresh you and give you a different challenge. I would What I would say, going back to consultancy, having said that, is that you know not every business is the same. So I think I think the trap that some people fall into with this is that they, they assume it will be the same in any other business they go to, and, and they'll have the same frustrations and the same, uh, the same kind of glass ceilings imposed on them. I can categorically tell you that's not the case. Yes, while the day job, in terms of what you do as a as a for a job, may be eighty nine percent the same in most businesses, the culture, the environment, the way they respect people, the way they reward people, will vary from business to business. And maybe you just need to recognise that you know what you need to be reinvigorated by going to another business. Maybe you've been in your existing business for the last ten to twenty years, and uh, you know just are stuck in a bit of a rut. I've seen some really interesting moves over the last year where people have been, you know, people would assume these people would be lifers and they would go all the way to retirement within certain businesses, have moved. And you can see straight away when you speak to them, when you, I don't know, when you see their updates on LinkedIn, etc. you just see that they're reinvigorated. They've got a new challenge about them again. And so maybe you just need to move on to passages new to, I guess, kind of reinvigorate yourself and be respected for the person that you are. I guess another angle with all of this is salaries. So to some extent, I guess some of people's frustrations is they've, they've reached a certain level. Um, and because of that, within the structure of the business that they're in, their salaries will not move any further. And that may be, you know, becomes frustrating if you've spent your whole career dedicating yourself to the industry and you feel that you're, you know, you're underpaid relative to others. Well, again, I come back to this point that there's, there's other areas like project director, other titles like project director out there where some companies are paying handsomely six figures for, for, for people at that level. Perhaps you just need to move to a business that recognizes you, rewards you more, um, or certainly, let's say, has a decent bonus structure. There's something, you know, to keep you motivated to get you there. Okay, so I, I do think there's a lot in that. I, I do think a lot of you, you, you may be just stuck in a rut where you are and maybe you need to change something up to give yourself that fresh impetus and fresh challenge. Now, having said all of that, one thing that I do feel that people are in danger of doing is, is, is losing their relevance in the marketplace. We are in, in my opinion, a fast-moving marketplace. Certainly technology is disrupting every industry and it certainly is and will disrupt construction so you need to be aware of that you know you need to be aware that if you know full well your skill set is very very traditional that frankly you are in danger of becoming a dinosaur and at that stage that's when you either 
get stuck in an organization that's also a dinosaur in itself and maybe starts to go backwards or indeed at least you can't move to other organizations because your skill set is too traditional so you need to spend the time you know whether that be um working on your cpd so for example there's two elements to this one is obviously things are changing let's say modern methods of construction are you aware of that have you got your finger on the pulse there but also there's a massive digital change the whole technological piece the fact that you know we are having a digital revolution within construction and i get that people have said for disciplines such as quantity surveyors oh you know you guys will die out and that's been going on for 20 years and and you're all still well and good with your scale rules i get it but you need to wake up and recognize that things are definitely changing now and over the next decade there's going to be a massive amount of disruption in the marketplace a massive amount of innovation in the marketplace and if you're if you're if you've let your if you let your skill set kind of stagnate too much or you're in an organization who are very traditional and the skill set of the whole business is stagnating that's when you could find yourself in a situation where at some point maybe you maybe you do find that actually you struggle to find employment because your skill set has just dated that much so either get off your backside and do it yourself if you can if you feel that you're in an organization where it makes no difference because the wider business is not adapting to the marketplace of today then you know, again you need to move you also need to be careful of this thing uh, that I call getting stuck in the middle. I've done a, I've dedicated a whole podcast episode to this subject, so I won't go on about it too long. But there's an area where you are no longer on the tools, but you're also not doing that strategic management piece. Getting stuck there is a very dangerous place to be, and and often I would say you know people in let's say their fifties will often end up in this kind of role where they're doing a, a, a almost kind of a technical director or associate if that makes sense where they're no longer doing the day-to-day job but equally um they're just kind of managing outputs um almost at a kind of program level that they're and, and so they can no longer do the day job but equally they're not strategic enough that they can't be made redundant quite easily so you just need to be very careful you don't get stuck in the middle i can't recall what episode number it is but i'll put a link in the show notes to this episode um you know if, if that's where you feel you're heading you should definitely listen to that episode um as well Okay, so I hope that's been useful. Um, So first and foremost is be honest with yourself and get your head around that. The second is if you have, once you have been honest with yourself, recognize that you've still got so much to give to the industry. The third is, is it the structure of the business that you're in that has got you stuck? And do you need to maybe move to another business where they recognize people with your skill set maybe recognize that you're you're not going to be a next equity partner but you've still got so much to give and reward you handsomely for that do you just need to change where you are the environment you're in which will then give you um, some renewed vigor about what you're doing and give you some new and fresh challenge and then this element of just continuing to make sure that you stay relevant in a market that is changing rapidly okay i hope that's been useful For the regular listener who asked me to cover this subject, I hope this all uh, has has been useful, has made sense, has has given you what you need. Um, If not, do reach out to me again. I will happily try and clarify further or do an additional episode on the subject because it is quite a wide-reaching one. I would repeat what I said from the very beginning of this episode. We are in a market where there's a huge skill shortage. You know, people who are in there god knows early 50s right through to even middle mid 60s late 60s you've still got so much to give the industry there is so much a need for your for you in the industry so don't give up don't throw the towel in don't just coast through to retirement 
do something about it. I suspect in many cases that may mean moving company. And I'm conscious that I'm a recruiter, so um, you know it may be an easy thing for me to state about the fact that you need to move company. But just think about it. If you feel that you've stagnated where you are and you feel this is just going to be a slow, slow, painful run into retirement, then maybe you do need to move to just give you that fresh challenge. Okay, I hope that's been a useful one. Take care. I'll be back for more. Cheers. Bye. Mm -hmm.